Welcome to my show, Career Startup Leadership Podcast, a podcast to spotlight purpose-driven Asian leaders making an impact. This is your host, Priyanka Komla, joining you on our 97th episode of Career Startup Leadership Podcast. Super excited for the countdown as we ace our 100th episode next week. I would like to say a big thank you to all our loyal listeners and to our amazing listeners who are going to tune into this episode as well. As a reminder to like and follow our LinkedIn page by following me, Priyanka Komla, and our Career Startup Leadership Podcast page to receive your LinkedIn Live notifications. If you're watching this on YouTube, give us a like and subscribe as well. With that being said, I have an amazing guest lined up for today, a women tech trailblazer who also loves listening to a lot of our episodes. So she's a listener as well as an amazing guest that I would love to bring onto this show. And here you go. Nisha Paliwal, who's the Vice President of Software Engineering at Capital One. Hi, Nisha. Welcome to the show. Hey, Nisha. Welcome again to the show. Hey, Priyanka. How are you? I'm doing great. Super excited. And, um, you know, I, I want to delve into your success secrets and share it with the world. Really, really happy and honored to be here, Priyanka. Awesome. Thank you so much, Nisha. For our listeners, uh, I've known Nisha for a handful of years. We met at a tech conference in Kapluan a couple of years ago, and since then we've stayed in touch. And Nisha listens to all our episodes, and she gets super excited to, uh, you know, as she gets all these nuggets of wisdom. So I thought, hey, why not bring Nisha to the show so she can share her nuggets of wisdom as well as the inspiration that she has derived from these episodes as well. So before we begin, let me give you a brief introduction about what Nisha does. She's an emerging women technology leader. She's a visionary technologist. That's how I see her. And she's a passionate change agent. Previously in fintech and small business tech, she's now the vice president of software engineering at Capital One. She leads the enterprise with the Women in Tech Task Force, which is focused on retention and development, as well as leadership in Empower Her. Along those lines, she also has a big heart for her associates and desires for them to feel valued, engaged, and psychologically safe so they can bring their whole selves to work. She also volunteers at Code VA. And I know a lot of her cheerleaders and team members are going to tune into this live session as well. So we would love to hear from you. If you're tuning in and watching this live, please drop in a quick hello and any other questions or comments you have for Nisha. We have an amazing mentoring session that Nisha is giving away for one lucky live listener. So feel free to grab that wonderful opportunity right away. All right, Nisha, I want to start with your background. You know, you started as a microbiologist and then you do this huge pivot into being a technologist. And look at you, I'm amazed at you being an amazing tech technologist, but at the same time, helping others succeed by elevating themselves. So tell us a little bit more about how did you make this pivot happen? Yeah, Priyanka, and before I get started, first of all, happy Valentine's Day to everyone. This is a perfect day to be on a podcast and be talking to all of you. So hopefully you guys are having fun with your loved ones. And second, Priyanka, I really want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. This podcast that you started, I know two years ago when you had your son, your vision, um, the pay it forward theme that you have here, it inspires all of us. I have personally listened to many of your podcasts. I can't say all 96, but many, many. And what I get out of them is uh, sheer inspiration when I listen to and so many endless tips of 
right from your own brand to a lot of things people are doing in their career and how they are achieving so many many thanks and i'm sure the 100th one i'm looking forward to who's the guest so really really congratulations on that priyanka thank you so much nisha really appreciate the admiration as well as i feel very honored to learn from you on a continuous basis as well and to our listeners happy valentines day happy galentines day you know we are here bright in red and pink to celebrate this auspicious occasion right you know what better way than being on this episode to learn more about each other yeah so now to your question priyanka like you said i'm a masters in microbiology that um, itself is you know has been a big journey for me to pivot into computer science um i had real passion in microbiology research and development but um due to some family reasons and due to you know my personal reasons i had to pivot long time back into computer science i would say i'm a self taught engineer and that self teaching actually has not stopped even now uh, last year i finished my security certification this year early this year i finished my aws certification and the journey continues on the learning curve and in that entire journey what i have been inspired with in and from i guess leaders like yourself and many many others mentors and coaches who have really taught me this big like notion of paying it forward as you learn it's one thing for you to get the certification and you to you know grow in your career but every step really how do you pay it forward and you make sure you bring along couple of your um you know couple of your people along with you in that journey and it's just amazing to see what people can do once you show them the path so it's really inspirational for me for my life coaches and many of the mentors that i have had and i hope to be that to many of the people who want to follow me and you know want to learn from me that's amazing and you know i love this episode with you nisha because you bring your authentic self and you you know you're someone who shares some of the challenges that you've gone through and some of the ways in which you have pivoted successfully and i think our listeners would be deeply inspired by all the key takeaways from this episode yeah i think most of it uh, is my own journey like uh, we have talked in the past right um, i have 20 years i came to this uh, country in 98 and corporate america has taught me a lot of things and at least i can share a little bit back of that journey with you all Uh, so hopefully it's um, you know it's useful for some of you hey absolutely i'm totally on board with that so nisha we have a couple of live listeners cheering in for you so let me acknowledge them we have kajal wood who says woohoo nisha thanks kajal and we have satya who says hi priyanka happy valentines day thank you satya i'm so glad you took the time to be with us today So to our listeners we're going to focus on two major aspects in this podcast one is the pie model which is the secret success recipe of nisha on how this could be used in a sector agnostic way to elevate your career and to how do you create psychological safe environment so your teams feel comfortable bringing themselves their authentic selves to work and i think that's a very important topic especially during the covid pandemic because remote working has totally changed the uh you know the 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 paradigm the complete landscape of our working environment so how do you create that space for all of us that's something that we can learn from nisha as well and as a bonus we get to know the other fun side of nisha through this process so are you ready for it nisha go for it priyanka all right we have a couple more live listeners as well that let's acknowledge them we have 
Gayatri Mantrala, who says, Happy Valentine's Day. Hi, Gayatri. <laughs> and we have Raja Abbas, who says, Excited. Hey, Raja, welcome to the show as well. All right, so we spoke about your pivot into micro, you know, from microbiology into being where you are today as a tech trailblazer. But when you look back at your career, Nisha, what would be the top three skill sets or traits that have helped you become who you are today and would be inspirational for our listeners? Yeah, I, I think I want to summarize that into, I have these um, acronyms I come up with, uh, simple ABC letters. So the one that you're talking about is um, actually three simple C's for me. Um, one, as you can imagine, microbiology to computer science to you know all these languages that I have learned, um, curiosity. Um, so I'm a very, very curious person. I ask a lot of questions. I'm not shy to ask probably the most foolish question in the room. However, I will make sure I ask the questions till till I am you know sure of what I'm about to be doing. So one I would say is uh, curiosity. Second, I would say. I have, again, thanks to my mentors and coaches, I've been able to build confidence along the way. Not that I know all the topics and all the subject area. To give you a quick example, what I'm doing at Capital One since January of last year, all through pandemic, is dealing with some mainframe and you know trying to figure out a path forward from mainframe. Guess what? I've never done mainframe all my life. Um, but I am confident because of my curiosity and the continuous learning theme, I will be able to figure out a path out of that as well. So keeping up confidence, I'm not saying overconfidence, but make sure it, it is confidence. And the last I would say is clarity. So I have been very conscious and very focused on my career all through my journey. So when I pivoted from microbiology to computers, yes, that was due to some personal and health reasons and so and so, so it was almost a necessity. However, since then, since I've come to this country, I've been very, very clear on what I want to achieve. So I would say, summarize, those three C's have paved my path, curiosity, confidence, and clarity. You know, those are amazing three C's that we can always remember at the back of our minds. And, you know, having that curiosity, Nisha, you know, interviewing almost like 100 episodes, you know, 100 podcast guests on my show, curiosity is a key factor that I see is very unique amongst leaders because you don't want to follow the status quo. You want to look at, you know, what can be done beyond the status quo? And that's where innovation happens. So I'm so glad you're reiterating curiosity as part of a leadership trait. Yes, absolutely. And I'll add to that, right? It's not making sure when you learn, you're not afraid to unlearn the same thing and relearn it. So that's the, the entire theme of my career is learn something it's okay to unlearn what you learn and relearn it from a new angle. So this continuous cycle will make sure whatever is the topic at hand, you will be able to, you know, hopefully pave the path forward. That's very true. Let's delve a little bit deep into this aspect. You know, curiosity is a great skill set to have, but for a lot of us, there are two things that I see as barriers. One is it's beyond your comfort level. You're used to a certain routine and the learning and the unlearning process creates a sense of, discomfort and then the second aspect is the sense of fear you know the sense of failure because you don't really know what's at that cusp of curiosity how would you deal with those personally 
Yeah, I mean, that's that's an ongoing, I guess, debate and battle that you have with yourself, right? Um, so again, going back to my examples and how I have dealt with all of them is when you're on a learning path, uh, one thing I have never given up is it's okay to learn from any level of the organization, right? Um, so I'm a VP uh, right now in Capital One, and many of my, if you talk to like two, three levels down, they will all tell me, none of my VP ever had come to me and talked to me the way I do. I, I consider each one of the individuals that I have in my life have something to offer, right? So overcoming that, you know, that complexity that we are in, right? My title doesn't allow, my status doesn't allow, my, you know, because I am 20 years in tech doesn't mean, you know, the whole lot, right? So it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to say, I don't quite understand. And it's okay to ask that foolish question. And the second part, I think, goes back to something we are going to talk a little bit more is psychologically safe environment. So as a leader, of course, I need to create that environment. But even as an individual. So when I talk to my seniors, right, this uh, dreaded image that is in my head sometimes, like what will they perceive me as, right? That dreaded image always kicks in. So how I face that dreaded image is finding those counterproductive uh, behaviors that we often do during, you know, trying to catch yourself in that dreaded image and making sure that doesn't stop your way. Having an ecosystem of people who are always there in your support, whether it's your anxiousness or your, you know, the dreaded image kicking in, you got to make sure that ecosystem stands up uh, for you all the time. That's an amazing way and a perspective to look at, uh, you know, your working style. And I'm so glad, Nisha, you're very approachable. Because one of the challenges that we have with senior leadership is you get to that corner office or that special coveted place in an organization and then you lose contact with your frontline staff, people that really matter. So I'm, I'm so glad you're, you're making that move to make sure everybody feels valued and part of a team. Yeah, we're gonna talk about one of the key ingredients for me has been relationship. Um, in fact, you go back, I don't know if my friend joined or not, she's on Facebook. Um, I still have my childhood friend. Uh, I still talk to her. All the mentors, the coaches that I have had throughout my career, they are still somewhere with me, right? Um, and same thing goes back to the organization. No matter where I have worked, I have, I have um, taken a lot of pride in making sure I build that relationship and never lose those relationships in that process. Uh, so that's been the key ingredient, uh, Priyanka, in my life. That's amazing. And on that note, I'm going to encourage our listeners, if you have worked with Nisha or know her, do drop in a quick comment as to what's the best thing that you love about Nisha. I think it's a great way for her on this Valentine's Day to get some cheers and positive vibes from people who know her and adore her. How is that idea, Nisha? That sounds wonderful. <laughs> That's awesome. And this applies to anybody who's going to watch it on replay later on as well. Feel free to drop in that comment. And we have a couple of other uh, comments from our listeners as well. Let's read them on. We have. Deepika Kandelwal, who says, happy Valentine's Day. Hi, Deepika. Welcome to the show. And she also says, learn and unlearn is such a great piece of advice. So, you know, very true. Relationships matter. Thank you, Deepika. We have Rakesh Kushwaha, who's joining us from India. Hi, Rakesh. Welcome to the show. We have Gopal Srinivasan, who says, well said on three Cs, Nisha. Thank you. And we have... Another LinkedIn user as well. This 
the the list of comments is just going super fast i'm trying to catch up with that as well <laughs> we have uh, vinita simon who says amazing person and satya who says very impressive interview thank you for all of that so do continue sharing your love for nisha and we'll read it as we go through this episode now let's get into the crux of the episode nisha i know everybody's super excited to hear you talk about the pie model the three secret ingredients for your success so bring it on yeah so uh, this is something i learned i would say 15 years ago in my career and um, uh, please do note down it's an acronym like i said uh, p is for performance um and i'll tell you about each one of them a little bit more i is for image and e is for exposure uh p i e all of them have enhancers and derailers um that you can do so let me give you again my my examples all through these um acronym words letters performance right um you always want to work on project that is meaningful again meaningful to your career to your path meaningful to the ecosystem you're in uh, so i'll give you capital one example right i've been here 5 uh, years now and this is my fourth role i have consciously picked roles that challenges me continuously challenges me because of this theme of learning i want to be able to learn and deliver on what i have learned um and those projects matter to somebody right matter to capital one matter to the ecosystem sometimes matter to bigger ecosystem than capital one right a few of the things that i'm doing currently in my job probably matters to the banking industry in overall right we all deal with um uh the the core banking systems and i'm in, in the midst of transforming the core banking system it's probably unraveling 30 years of history in in what i'm doing so the p the performance has to be right level of job right type of projects right right even when you start your career you have to be conscious of what you pick and of course the biggest derailer on performance will be when you don't deliver that's going to you know burn it up right so of that speed the i is image when i am not in the room what do people say about me so i'm i'm really appreciative of all the you know the comments on the on the show but what about when i'm not in the room right so images people carry about you when you meet them for example for first time or for nth time uh, there is there is a homework for all of you as well in the i write down the image that you want of yourself i often do this exercise for myself so i'm sharing that with you uh write down what you want your image and go around and ask five people time to time i do it every 3 months go and ask five of your ecosystem people what do you think when you think of nisha right what is my image right and see how close it is to what you want it to be that's a good uh way and again the derailers of i are going to be things that you would do like for example for your dreaded image something you don't want it to be and then you um so I'll, I'll share a bit about myself i want to be a change agent and i've been very clear about it i'm a change agent whether it's uh, people versus technology but i don't want people to say i'm bull in a china shop that's a derailer for i for example right i want to be a change agent who brings people along and and gets the things that they work done and e is exposure uh this podcast is a perfect example of what priyanka has done right exposure is internal and external 
The external is what we are doing today, and Priyanka does that for many, many other people. She will bring speakers on uh, to talk externally and, and really you know, giving the platform for people to really figure out and tell their story, which um, again, congrats uh, Priyanka, you've done it so well. And the other exposure is internally. So wherever you work, um, and again, it doesn't have to be corporate America, you can take this all example to your small businesses, for example, if you're a small business owner or any other work uh, that you do. Is the internal ecosystem know what you do, how you do it, and should they care what you're doing? So this pie, uh, so what I do is a couple of things. I told you about I, what I do every month. Second, actually, I have a template. Uh, happy to share that externally somehow with you guys. But I have a template. So I keep the template up every month, believe it or not. And I write against PIE what I have done and what I should do in the coming month. Uh, it's a very tedious process. But like I told you, clarity, right? This is the clarity of the direction I'm headed. Because if I'm not doing that, then, you know, I'm failing probably myself. That's amazing. You know, as you started talking about the three aspects of the pie model, you know, I started reflecting about, okay, what's my image? You know, as I'm going close to my 100th episode, like how do people perceive me? What kind of exposure the podcast is getting through this initiative? So I think those are great ways in which you reflect and have the sense of clarity as to what your future could, could be shaped into. Yes, absolutely. And your image is... Absolutely stunning, Priyanka. <laughs> At least <laughs> Thank that's you. how I can, I can tell you. <laughs> Thank you. I really admire your kind words. And let's give that same exercise to our listeners. You know, you know, take a quick minute as you're watching this episode and think about your image and please type it in the comments so we get a chance to get to know your perspective as well on what you would like to see as your ideal image. And I think that will be a great reflection exercise as we provide the template. We'll find a way to give that template to our listeners as part of our episode notes, Nisha. Sure. Awesome. So let's talk about Capital One. Um, Nisha, I know it's, it's a very tech-savvy banking uh, organization. How does a day look in the life of Nisha? Yeah, um, again, I'll break it simple into three portions. I actually write a weekly letter to my associates. So I've just finished the Monday letter so I can tell you what I'm focused on. Um, first is uh, people. I'm very focused on people, whether it's uh, my team, whether it's the extended team that I work with. So I have a role that touches uh, majority of card and enterprise teams. So it's a vast scope. Um, so I make sure I have time to connect with people at every level and every facets of my work. Uh, women in tech, I spend a lot of time on that. Um, so that's part of the people. Second, I would say a big chunk of my day and week goes in strategy. Like I told you, I'm, I'm working on a very, very complex uh, strategy for modernizing some of the ecosystem in, in CARD. And so I spend a lot of time um, listening, learning, writing, like that's a big part of, of course, you know, I have a team who's uh, on the support as well. So that's the um, uh, second part. And third, um, I spend a lot of time in relationship building. Uh, again, it sometimes comes through projects, through the people aspect, but it sometimes it's also like I'll give you a Friday example. I actually met, went and met one of my MVP who works in ethics. The reason is we are looking at some um, board membership for a nonprofit. 
And this is the first time I meet him. He's recently joined the company. And now, of course, um, he is part of my LinkedIn and we are connected. So relationship building, it takes a long time and it happens piece by piece. So that's kind of summarizes my job. You know, that's very impressive. And relationship building is definitely very important. And I think people have started recognizing that the importance of relationship building, especially during the pandemic, as we started to work remotely, I think people feel like I should have built this kind of a relationship or a network prior to being in the situation that we are in today. Yes, and a lot of time, actually, my many of um, my folks who know me, they uh, I'm an introvert, uh, Priyanka. I don't know if I've ever shared that with you, but I'm yeah, you know what? It, it doesn't come across <laughs> that way, so it's a pleasant surprise to all of us. So, so I often get this question, right? How do I go ahead and make? I say one thing, find your passion, find a reason to go connect with people. Um, I'll give you another example from last year. Uh, we were all in pandemic. We in Capital One were required to take a security certification um, across the board. So it's a cybersecurity certification. All the engineers had to be 100% certified. I wanted to learn something because of the learner I am. I wanted to learn a new language and take the certification. I actually hunted the expert in the company who happens to be not in my team, who was in a different team. And I asked him if he would spend a couple hours with me in a, on a weekly basis so I can do the certification. Again, that's, you know, just again, my style of connecting with people, making sure you take time, even though you might be an introvert and you don't want to do too much of that, find reasons, your own passion areas where you naturally make that happen that connection happen and he was so kind and so thankful to him and you know he's he's the reason i passed myself cyber certification so and i still talk to him so again relationship building also solved my certification and you know introvert or no introvert you can still solve it you know that's amazing and i'm so glad there are like-minded leaders who are invested in each other's success even if you don't know them yes exactly and that's that makes the relationship stronger right so you bring up a very interesting point, Nisha, and I want to make sure our listeners have an actionable step that they can implement in their own professional lives. You know, most of the times we feel when we reach out to someone, we might get a no. So why bother asking them? So there's this internal barrier within us before we even, we even reach out. So what are some tips in terms of reaching out? How What kind of language do you use to a person whom you have not met but want to connect? And how do you overcome this fear of no within yourself before you even reach out? <laughs> you are right. Uh, the fear of no, fear of rejection is on in all of us, right? And and especially uh, some of us who are introverts, when we get out there, we want to make sure we get what we want, right? When we go out there. Um, so one is um, the just the the habit of knowing that the world doesn't end with one no. It's okay to receive a no. In fact, it's okay even to fail uh, many a times, right? That's something I, I practice uh, and I preach, you know, on a constant basis. Uh, that's one of the pillars of psychology safety. If we get to that topic, I often do is celebrate failures. It's okay not to pass in the first go. It's okay to be wrong uh, many times. So you have to constantly know that the world is not ending just because one person has said no or one person has rejected you or one you didn't get the first promotion or whatever it is that you're dealing with. Um, second, I would say really do your homework. 
I often do my homework ahead of time before I approach any person. Because if I already know, again, back to the eye, the image of that person is, oh yeah, they are naturally gonna say no to everything. Why even bother to go, even though they might be expert in the field. There's not one expert in the field. You will find hundreds of them out there if you do your research, right? So make sure you talk to a few of your confident people, right? Like in your network and say, hey, I'm about to reach, whether they are above your title or below your title, usually above the title is the biggest hesitations. Make sure you do your research and find out, hey, Priyanka, have you heard of this VP named Nisha? How is she? Can I really talk to her or will I be, you know, slapped on my face? So make sure you do your homework and you usually will get enough nuggets to make sure you create your confidence to go back and, and ask for what you want to ask. No, that's very impressive. I hope that's an actionable takeaway. I mean, I personally feel uh, you know, most of the times the challenge with elevating our careers comes from within ourselves than the external factors. I mean, those are contributing factors, but I think there are ways in which we can break our internal systems to get to the next level as well. We have a handful of live comments and questions that the listeners want to ask you. So let's get there going. And to our listeners, keep those questions coming. We're going to uh, answer as many questions as we can with Nisha's time. All right. So the first one is from Deepika Kandelwal, who asks, how do you find core projects or roles and how much of sponsorship uh, helps with that kind of an opportunity? Yeah, how do you find core projects? Uh, depending on the place you are working, um, find out what are the enterprise goals that they are hitting. So in Capital One, we are fortunate. Our CEO uh, shares his goals every year. So we know where he's headed or where he's taking the company. Once you know those projects or goals at that level, you start breaking it down into your department and finding ways you can contribute and go and maybe even take a job that is requiring for that particular goal to be met. Um, sponsorship absolutely helps, right? It doesn't come that suddenly you go Deepika and ask somebody, hey, Nisha, are you ready to give me a job? That doesn't, it's not a one-day thing, nor is the checkbox thing. You invest time, in relationship building, you invest time in researching, you have enough data to back you up, and then you go and ask for what you're asking, and people will be delighted, delighted. I mean, I've had so many people all through my career who has been just more than happy to help me get to the right project, the right role, or right, you know, companies many, many a time, right? In fact, uh, my boss who I work with, Mark Matheson, I've known him for 10 years. I knew him in Fannie Mae. He brought me in Capital One. In fact, not even Capital One. Wherever he has gone, he has called me again and again, right? So that's what many of my seniors do. And I'm very thankful that I have that ecosystem. Uh, make sure, Deepika, you have that ecosystem to go and ask for what you're looking for. Thank you so much, Nisha. And thanks, Deepika, for that amazing question. We have another question from Gayatri Mantrala who says, Nisha, thank you for being so humble and approachable, which she is. The question is, how do you disrupt the system without burning bridges and creating huge impact? Yeah, so change um, is not an easy thing by any means. In fact, the topic I'm dealing with right now, I have um, two very diverse views, one from my tech leadership and one from my business leadership. Um, if you're a change agent like me, the few things that you're going to do early on to describe the why and the what of the change 
so that people see eye to eye into what that disruption is all about. At the end of the day, think about um, change. Change is not easy on human beings in general. Um, I don't know about, about you, but I was fortunate because my dad uh, moved every two, three years, even when we were in India, he worked for a commercial bank. So I was used to change, but people usually are very, very anxious and afraid of change in general. They had to know what is in it for me in the equation. Um, again, so you don't want to do the change by burning bridges because it will be no good for anybody. The change is useful when people have bought into it and people are attached to what you're trying to disrupt and making sure that disruption means something to them. At the end of the day, uh, I'll tell you that you have got to ask this question, what does change mean to me? Meaning the people who are receiving the change. Me is the audience for you. So once you identify and clarify that question, that change will be uh, not just something Gayatri is running with, it will be change that people want in the ecosystem. That's very true. And, you know, as we look at our careers, Disha, growing up in India and then moving to a different country, figuring out our career and, you know, building our own legacy, there's a lot of change which we don't even realize that we've done over the period of years. Constant, constant. When I tell people uh, I move houses two, three years. In fact, I was just joking. My husband is like, yeah, we are done with this house. We should move again. I'm like, yeah, your kids are going to kill you. <laughs> You're going to move now. One is in high school. One is about to go to middle school. Uh, but change is, is, for me, it's constant. And you have to love to be able to change. You have to see what is the positive side of the chain in order to make that change, right? As kids, I'll tell you, it was very hard on me. I didn't realize when dad was doing that, but I'm so thankful of how he has shaped who I am today because of that constant chain. He once moved from actually Calcutta. I don't know if you guys know that Calcutta is a metropolitan. He moved from there to Jodhpur, which was in Rajasthan. And I'm like, what? We are going to go from city to a village? How is that going to help us? And me and my sister, we were so unhappy about that change. Um, but yeah, change is, change is very difficult usually on people. That is obvious. You know, that's very true. And we get used to a certain way of looking at life and getting used to the comforts, uh, you know, in a certain place or with certain people. So uh, as they always say, right, change is the only constant. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Right. So to our listeners, tell us what is one thing that comes to your mind when you think of change? And, uh, you know, we would love to see different perspectives. So feel free to drop it in the comment box as well. Now, let's get to the second part of our episode. Uh, Nisha, which is talking about creating this psychologically safe haven for team members. What are you doing as a leader that we can all learn from in terms of creating a safe space for people irrespective of, you know, the, the diverse walks of life that they come in from? Yeah, so, uh, uh, yeah, let me boil down again three simple uh, things that I do on a daily basis. Um, one, I'm, I'm generally a very vulnerable person. So I go in my all hands, um, 200 people or however number of people join. I usually um, am very open and honest about how I, what I am facing. The pandemic was not easy here for any one of us. I was honest how I am dealing with it and how I'm facing it and what I'm doing about it. And people saw uh, that honesty and were able to raise their hand. Um, so that's one thing I often do, vulnerability. 
Second, uh, like I told you, we actually celebrate uh, failure. I will often talk about my own failures to the team, and I inculcate that behavior with all of my team members that, hey, let's talk about um, failure in open. Let's talk about you know, what we can do about that failure or what was your learning so that when you fail, you don't want your coworkers or your friends to fail, right? Might as well, um, it's like a bad recipe, right? You tried something, pie is something, Definitely, I cannot make. So if I try, I'm going to fail and I'm going to tell my friends, hey, don't try this recipe, right? Um, so you, do, you don't want to uh, you know, leave that key knowledge with just yourself when you failed. Think about it, pay it forward, right? You don't, you don't want your friends to be failing on the same topic. And third, I'll tell you back again, relationships. When you build strong relationships, you can go talk to them good, bad, ugly all day long. You can tell them right on the spot, Nisha, that sentence that you told me, it was not well taken, received by me. And it's okay for you to tell without feeling that there are any repercussions of that statement to me. Um, and same, same behaviors you want to do upwards and downwards in your organization. Doesn't matter what level you're on. You gotta make sure that uh, relationships are something you constantly invest in. You know, that's a very interesting way of looking at building relationships. But Nisha, oftentimes, you know, this happens where people take it personally. You know, they might get offended when things don't go their way or, you know, when a comment is passed about in an honest opinion of how the team is functioning. So how do you take the emotion out of the, the logic, especially in the banking industry? What are some ways in which you cope up? So I'll be... I'll be lying to you if I tell you emotions can be detached from human beings. We are, if you are a human being, you are emotional human being. Now, how do you process that information and what do you do about it is the, is the point there, right? Um, so one thing is I do not differentiate too much between people um, in my home or people at my work. I have always treated them all uh, pretty similar, in fact, right? Um, at, at work, I have friends. At home, I have family, of course. Family is, you know, a priority for all of us. But at work also, you form friendships with the same set of people. So you're going to be naturally emotional about what you're talking about. But sifting through what is the reality is often important in those emotional uh, statements. Like you said, somebody got hurt, somebody you know, felt negative, you got to be able to talk through that. And I'm assuming professional setups, you know, you always um, are mature enough to deal with that and be able to talk through like, hey, look, Priyanka, that really hurt me. Let's talk through it. And can we make sure next time that doesn't happen? And usually you will find maybe less than 1% that I've found in 20 years of working who are not ready to listen when you have a heart-to-heart talk um, because that open honesty will take a long way. And again, you will be surprised. You might land up with that relationship forever. You know, that's very true. And I agree. Emotions are an integral aspect of us, but it's how we process and let not let the emotions overpower our thinking. I think that's the, the success differentiating factor. Now, another question on Teams, we have one from Mamata Belamkonda, who would love to know, how do we keep our team motivated despite conflicts and obstacles? Yeah, so conflict, if it is between two people, 
you got to really sit down and help them sort through that uh, conflict. Now, of course, depending on where you are working, Mamta, um, you always have your HR and you know practices uh, in the workplace to deal with uh, if they are between two people. If it is about the project obstacles or you know the, what you're working on and the conflict is arising from those, then you sift as a leader. You have to sift through what is reality versus what is. So sometimes, like obstacles, usually are uh, things that you can help in by leaning in as a leader. Whether it's dates or you know in in a project, usually it's either I don't have enough resources or I don't have enough time to complete it. So as a leader you got to be able to stand for your teams and to be able to make sure. Um, motivation comes beyond, you know, all these projects and all. Motivation is driven by people regardless of their conflicts and obstacles. It's driven by what they do for their own value systems and how they make sure they are, you know, keep keeping up to that mental and the stress balance that they have to deal with. So for that, um, I would say, Try meditation. That's what I do. <laughs> you know, that's a very, uh, you know, a practical emotional ritual, I would say, where we can take some time out to reflect. And I think it changes our perspective on a lot of things, the way we look at things. Yes, meditation has been a lifesaver for me, I'll tell you. That's awesome. So delving a little bit deeper into that, how do you handle low moments apart from meditation? Do you have any other success strategies there? Absolutely. So one, I'll call my life coach, my dad, um, usually talk to him first thing in the morning. He's in India, um, just like probably many of you. He has faced a lot, but he's a very successful individual. And, you know, I learn a lot from him every day. So usually I'll end up calling him. If that doesn't help uh, books, I'm a voracious reader. So I'll pick up books and I will sort through whatever I'm dealing with through one of the probably authors who are, you know, written a book about it probably. So I'll go through that and I'll go make sure. And third, uh, I run. So I go um, running early in the morning. That's like at wee hours, 5.30 a.m. So I make sure I take out my anxiety, my stress, all in running or in these days in the cold. No matter what, right? Nothing stops you from taking care of you. Self-care is, is absolutely a must. That's awesome. And uh, I'm so glad the podcast is a small compliment uh, in terms of being part of your list of things that you reach out to to gain wisdom from our guests as well. Yeah, there are, there are many of them uh, who have inspired me along the way. Thank you. That's amazing. So let me ask you this, Nisha. When you look at your 20 years of successful corporate work, what is an accomplishment that you're really proud of when you look back? Uh, at work, um, I would say this constant desire of um, learning, not being afraid of failures. I've had several, my cup of tea, but still being able to chart my way the way I wanted to. Um, so very happy with how things have shaped, very happy where I am today at Capital One, very happy with my mentor network that I have and coaches who keep me honest about many of these things. Um, so yeah, along the way, all the relationships that I have built, all the lessons I have learned, uh, hopefully continue to learn till I get to work. You know, that's very inspiring. And each one of us needs to continuously learn and improvise. I think that's one key thing that we all can learn from you. 
Now, we're going to have a fun rapid fire round. But before that, Nisha, I would love to read some of the wonderful accolades that our listeners are showering on you as part of our Valentine's Day. And to our listeners, we also have a free mentoring session as a giveaway. So if you are really interested in the mentoring session with this amazing tech blazer, drop in a quick comment saying yes on mentoring. And I'm going to make it easy this time, given we have a lot of live listeners tuning in. So we'll pick a lucky listener based on uh, you know somebody who can additionally put their name in the in the hat for this wonderful mentoring session as well. So let's read these quick comments. I have a lot of them, so I'm going to sift through all of these. We have uh, Madana Karpagam who says, Hello, Nisha Priyanka. Glad to tune in today. And Deepika has a couple of comments about relationship matters, some of the advice that you shared as well. Hi, Nisha. Golden nuggets of wisdom from a LinkedIn user. And here comes the best part. Vinita Simon says, Nisha is an amazing person. When we ask them about how do you see Nisha as part of the image uh, in the pie model, we have Gopal Srinivasan who says, very approachable. And Madhana Karpagam also says, thanks for emphasizing the importance of relationships. Deepika says, she's not worked with you, but I find her very approachable. Raja Abbas says, you're very authentic and caring. We have Geeta Lodes who says, love the pie model. Prashant Nirkar, great advice, Nisha. We have another LinkedIn user who says, thanks for sharing the model and articulating it. Gopal Srinivasan who says, great advice on not burning bridges while trying to bring great outcomes. And... We have a handful of listeners who want the free mentoring session with you. So, Nisha, you're, you're most sought after now. you got to sift through to figure out who that lucky listener is. <laughs> All right. We have uh, one more question, which I want to take from our listeners. And feel free to continue dropping in your questions, uh, given the limited time we have with Nisha. Nisha will you know, try to get to your questions after the end of the episode as well as part of the, the LinkedIn or the YouTube comments. So feel free to continue dropping in those questions. Now, Amitav Parida, who's joined us, would like to know what's the biggest failure that taught you the most? Oh gosh, um, I wish there was one. Um, uh, but I'll tell you one that I remember, it's almost uh, very foolish. I don't know if I learned the most from it, but I was um, a developer uh, at a small company, uh, Charlotte. I think we were in Huntersville, North Carolina at that time. And I was uh, doing some database maintenance. Um, and I, this was our entire, uh, we used to have a table, crops history table. And, um, it, uh, and um, we used to, I used to run the production. So every night that will be deduped. And I had several process, processes running um, that day. And there probably, yeah, I don't know if it was midnight or post midnight. Um, I just executed a command drop table crops history. <laughs> I, I can feel what must have happened next. <laughs> it took us five days. Those are not the, these are not the days when we are in cloud and everything is available. It took me five days to recover. It was a very, very embarrassing mistake. I still remember it. Um, a lot of my, uh, clients and of course the owners of the company the people were nice but it was it was quite foolish and 
I, I don't know, I still feel so horrible about that. I often talk about it though, uh, openly, but I can't tell you how bad I feel <laughs> Amita, while telling you this. So uh, it was pretty embarrassing. <laughs> you know, but how you bounce back from some of those failures and how you share that wisdom of enlightenment to all of us, I think that's the biggest uh, success. You gotta keep moving. You can't stop just because of something. You gotta remember it. You gotta remember it. You gotta remember what you did, learn from it, and move on. I know moving on is like the crucial part where a lot of us try to keep rewinding the past. Yes. All right. So we have a fun rapid fire on for you, Nisha. Are you ready for it? Ready. All right. So I'm so excited to put Nisha in the hot seat. You tell me the first thing that comes to your mind when I say the following, and in one word, who's your role model? My dad, two words. <laughs> That's amazing. Hopefully he gets a chance to listen to this episode. You tell me, you know, his feedback as well. What does happiness mean to you, Nisha? My kids. How do you define success? L three words. Learn, unlearn, relearn. I love your three C's and, you know, the pie model. Everything is like three specific uh, syllables for Nisha. What is one fun thing about Nisha that you haven't shared with anyone, even at Capital One? I don't know. They might have heard this. Um, uh, it, I don't know if it's fun or not, but um, I had a very bad accident when I was a teenager. And um, uh, that, um, you know, broke a large part of my face. So I don't, I don't know if it's fun or not, but it's back again together. So... Hey, but that goes back to one of the key traits that has helped you become who you are today, which is that moving on, bouncing back, learning from you know, some of the challenges that we have to ace. Yes. Thank you for being very vulnerable and sharing some of the you know, most intimate moments in your life with us. Really appreciate it. All right. So the fun question here, what is your native language and one word to describe Nisha in it? Native language, Hindi. To say it in Hindi, I don't know. It's change agent. <laughs> That's who I am. <laughs> you know, maybe you should, we should, you know, phone your dad to ask him. <laughs> That'd be a good way, right? <laughs> that is true. He will call me Bhola. And what does it if, mean? If that means anything to anybody. Bhola means innocent. You know, you're definitely somebody who, based on my relationship with you, having known you for a couple of years now is... Uh, somebody who believes in sharing your success and elevating everybody else and uh, you know having that innocent quality that everybody is great and everybody has the potential to succeed i think that's the way i look at it and there's a fun thing that one of your um, one of our live listeners have actually shared anita mittal she's a great uh -huh. badminton player hey that's awesome <laughs> right that is true <laughs> That's awesome. This was amazing, uh, Nisha. Such a great episode. We've unveiled several dimensions of you. I know you are an expert in several of these, be it with pie model or psychological safety. But I thought, you know, my listeners would get a flavor of you and sometimes the unseen side of Nisha as part of this episode today. So thank you so much for being on our show. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Priyanka. And thank you for everything you're doing. Really amazing. Uh, like I said, I'm 97th on this show. I'm looking forward to 100 and many more and continue being the paid forward champion. And we all learn from you. So keep paving the way. Hey, thank you so much, uh, Nisha. That really means a lot. And I learn 
a lot for my guests and my listeners. So I want to say a big thank you to each one of my 97 guests and the ones that are coming in as well for making the show what it is today. So thank you so much. And on that note, to our listeners, if you're watching this on LinkedIn or YouTube, please give us a, a like, follow me, Priyanka Komla, and a Career Startup Leadership Podcast page so you can continue to get these LinkedIn Live notifications whenever we go live. We go live Sundays, Mondays, and Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Sunday, Monday, 5 p.m., and Tuesdays at noon. So follow me. And if you're watching this on YouTube, give us a like and subscribe as well so we get to know this podcast has inspired you to be a better version of yourself. But we aren't done yet. We have this amazing free mentoring session to give away. So we have... Uh, at least two people who have explicitly said yes to mentoring. So what's your bandwidth, Nisha? Do you want to pick one? I can help too. That's awesome. So we have two interesting listeners. So we have Madhana Karpagam, who's won the free mentoring session. Hey, Madhana, thank you and congratulations. Then we have Gayatri Mantrala, who also loves to have a mentoring session with you. Thank you so much, Gayatri, for sharing your wonderful views. So feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn so I'll get a chance to connect you offline with Nisha to claim your free mentoring session. And this was amazing. I'm going to read a couple of other live comments and then we'll call it today. We have Deepika who says, great listening. Bharat Nagpal who says, thank you, Nisha, for sharing your views on career growth. Vasu Rajguru who says, thank you, Nisha and Priyanka. This is a great experience. Marshi Appelt who says, amazing, Nisha. Well, she definitely is. Raja Abbas, who says, great session. Oh, I have an interesting comment here. Vinita Simon, who says, Nisha is one of the most resilient persons I've come across. And I'm going to sum up with this amazing comment from Pat. Nisha is an awesome mentor and an authentic human being. Happy Valentine's Day. So I think that'll be a great way to pay tribute to Nisha for her ongoing legacy to help everyone succeed on a daily basis in your professional lives. Do you have any other parting thoughts, Nisha, before we wrap up the episode? No, just uh, continue paying forward, team. Thank you so much for listening today. And thank you, Priyanka, again, for giving us this platform. Uh, let's keep uh, building it one block at a time. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Nisha. And to our listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you'll continue to enjoy these episodes and the ones that are lined up this week and the coming week as well. So continue to hit that like and subscribe so you get all our live notifications, whichever channel you're watching it on. If you're hearing this on a podcast streaming platform, please give us a like and subscribe there as well. So we'll continue to turn out amazing episodes. Until another episode that's going to happen tomorrow at 5 p.m. Eastern, this is Priyanka Komla, your host of Career Startup Leadership Podcast, a podcast to spotlight purpose-driven Asian leaders making an impact, signing off. Thank you and have an amazing Valentine's Day. <laughs>